polite. You're like too polite to like offend anyone. Okay, I'm glad we started the the epi- this is idiomistic and I'm with Blake rushing and I just uh I said I was acting belligerent and there was really good lighting and now suddenly it's dark. It's okay. I don't I'm not a lighting person. I won't I got let me actually try an overhead light and see. Okay. Right. Maybe, maybe not. It it does make a decent difference. Also, I kind of I didn't know there was a mirror behind you, and I saw you walk this way, and then I also saw you walk that way, and I was like, ah, here we go, beginning, <laughs> starting. <laughs> it's already getting like really weird and trippy. Uh, so how would you you're feeling right? Uh, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah. I had a, uh, just had like a good, like productive morning, you know, uh, which like, I don't know. It feels good to like feel productive in like a useful way. Right. To like get some stuff done that you need to do. What are, so what kind of things do you feel are productive and what is something that would not be productive? Oh my goodness. Um, so when I say productive, I mean, like, just things I know I need to do for, like, like, household, like, like, keep the household running kind of thing. So, like, just grabbing, like, some water from Home Depot, like, stuff like that, like. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Did you just say water from Home Depot? Yeah, like, like, like a five-gallon water jug. Okay, I was, yeah. I, I imagined, I would, I want, I was, like, is there something I don't know? Is there special Home Depot water? <laughs> No, no, just like you, I mean, yeah, you live in the valley, like all the tap water here. It's kind of uh, uh, very distinct uh, tasting, yeah. not yeah. that delicious. Why is it gray? I have no idea. Yeah, and what is, what is hard water? People are like, oh yeah, that's your water is too hard. That's why you have stuff in your hair. And you yeah. need to put a. Um, what does I, that mean? I think it has to do with like the amount of. I, I, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's multifactorial, but I know part of it is like the water that we do have in the valley. Like, since like this is not like an area that like human beings were meant to live, like we have to bring in so much water to sustain everybody. And it just spends a lot of time in pipes. Okay, that makes sense. I was going to ask chat GPT, but it takes so long for me to do anything that I've just given up on. I'm like, it's better for me to pretend I asked AI and just come up with a fake answer at this. Point. Yeah, yeah, right. We could just make it up. It, the water's hard because it's had a rough life and like it's reacting to that like pressure it's felt ever since it was a young water droplet. That's how that water got so hard and like so tough. I feel like that, like someone. Like yeah. Pixar heard that, and that's going right. to be a short before like Toy right. Story. Yeah, that's be short eventually. There's going to be like some soft water, you know, that's like had like a, a a cushy upbringing, real silver spoon in the mouth life, and like you know, and the hard water is just going to show it how to be tough. It's just the. Um, <laughs> I feel like there. It makes sense. That there would be eventually an animated movie 
where the main character is in fact water. At oh, some point, yeah, I yeah, there has to be. I think there is. I'm not sure, but I feel like there was like a a movie like recently where like the characters were like water or fire or like something else. Yes, it's called Elemental. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I haven't seen it, but uh, yeah. Have you seen any movies lately? Any movies lately? Um. Goodness, I'm trying to think. Oh, I watched Practical Magic for the first time recently. Magic. Solid, solid fall movie, especially. Very, like, very, like, queer romantic. I love that they, like, changed. It feels like at the last minute they were like, okay, so we don't upset everybody. Let's just say they're sisters. But, like, their, like, relationship is very, like, it's very intimate. I don't know. Like, not, like, physically intimate, but, like, they're just, like, very, like, connected. Okay, this is this is interesting because I watched the movie as a kid, like when I was very young, like mm-hmm. eight, nine, something, I don't know. And my parents, I watched it with my parents and my sister, and it was like kind of scary for us. And we had the DVD, we watched it a few more times. It wasn't like, but the whole time, as a like a child observing body language in movies, I didn't understand the intimacy between the sisters. Like it didn't, yeah. to me, it didn't make sense in a child's mind. If the other intimacy you're seeing is like in Disney or something else, you're like, wait, but this is not how the sisters and other things touch each other. So that like such a good point. Yeah, you're exactly right. So it's, it's, so, it's so different. Uh, but I wanted to ask like, I'm I ask everyone a question like they know the answer, so feel free to just tell them sit. But do you think that was what is that? Is that like to add the the imagery of where I mean without controversy at the time? Yeah, that's a good point. Like I don't know. I'm sure there have been like I'm sure the director or or like people have often been asked this question. Um, so there probably is like a really good answer out there about this, but like, I just feel like in general, uh, or kind of a broad, like, uh, talking about this, uh, the, the, like the way queer, like messaging has like in media for so long, like, uh, as a way of like subverting, uh, the, uh, uh, censorship at the time. It's really interesting, and so like I, I this I, I feel like in some ways is an example of that, or what a lot of an example of that. But I would be curious if there's any like official like thing from the uh, people involved in the production, like why these sisters, uh, uh, sisters seem to be such a like intimate like uh, lover. Yeah, it's. I asked Chad GPT. It says that uh, to the best of its knowledge, as if. 2022 there has been no discussion about the physical relationship between the sisters and practical magic their relationship is portrayed as close and supportive especially considering their shared experiences and family curse whilst they share a deep bond for uh, they share a deep bond and often use touch for comfort and solidarity it's not depicted in a romantic or inappropriate manner in the source material or film adaptation whoa it's like right on the line, though. It's like yeah, so- it, it. 
And when we say on the line, I feel like that it's interesting that um, obviously if like you and I were having this conversation and there were two sisters talking to us and they were hugging each other while talking, that's a specific, that's an organic occurrence that is happening in human beings. But I feel like when a director puts something in a film and makes people act it out over the course of multiple scenes, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, it takes more effort than like, I don't know. It was just interesting. I've never talked to anyone about that aspect of it. But now that you bring it up, especially considering the time that it came out and the peak of their careers that the two like female leads were. Yeah. And they they didn't really put them in like their relationships with men weren't and weren't positive really. Right. The, the second one was just bizarre. I don't even know what that relationship is, but <laughs> Yeah. I forget the guy's name. You know the non dead guy? The yeah, I do too. And it, it's so interesting to me like how forgettable the male relationships are. You know, like they really are like just so easy to just like like once you're finished watching just be like wait who was that guy again what was his name <laughs> you know it's so easy like i don't know if, like it's such an like interesting touch about the way the movie like plays out when you watch it. Like, you really do walk away thinking like didn't those two like you know uh uh, uh didn't uh sandra bullock and who's the other uh why can't nicole kidman I think. nicole kidman yeah it's like didn't they seem to have something you know like that's what you're going from you don't take away like any of the like, yeah it's how did i feel like this is so well, i we went too far into practical magic yeah, i feel we like did, we did my we did. my apologies i guess yeah, there, we could stop we could stop talking right. about <laughs> when you said there's been queer messaging in media for so long do you i guess do you mean in the in the way that, like, as I'm obviously aware of, like, say, um, in like like negative ways in the '90s, or in as comedic devices in like in '80s sitcoms. Yeah. Or are you saying that has there also been like positive messaging? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so I, that's a really good point. No, there's definitely been both. Like. So there has been a lot of like use of like homophobia and transphobia and just other like uh, uh, perspectives like that in media, um, you know, uh, for various reasons. Like there's like the Hayes Code, uh, Hayes or Haynes Code. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was like an unofficial like list of requirements for television shows. And it basically was like, you know, 1950s, uh, like, like, like Christianity, like conservative christianity uh it was like things like the police could be portrayed negatively um authority figures like the church or parents or teachers couldn't be portrayed negatively um things like uh people who were involved in a homosexual lifestyle like uh like their their story had to be like sad like it had to be like a negative thing um hey sorry i'm like whenever because we, we've talked about this in person and stuff. Sometimes when you say stuff, I'm like, I know you're saying it because that's the 
verbiage used by the establishment, but like just hearing homosexual lifestyle, I'm like, that could mean anything. So this person could be like that literal like barbarian in the woods. And this person could also be like an NBA player. And this person could be like a anything. I just like, it's such a crazy, like, like they didn't even know what they were properly trying to oppress. So they couldn't even describe it properly. Like you can't describe a thing. And then when you said it, I was just thinking like if someone was like, described your life as that in some way how would they like try to box it in like what would they they're like yeah that's such a good like point like it really is such a vague statement like what is the homosexual lifestyle you know like it, it right like uh yeah it's nothing specific it's like i don't know everybody's life is so different it's that like even if two people were just both identify similarly uh, with their sexuality, like, I'm sure their lives would be that similar. You know, they're going to be different. Sometimes I'm just like, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I just, the things that have been repeated, because if you apply that to like straight people, people mm-hmm. are still offended by generalization. It's yeah. literally like a cancelable offense today to generalize about any type of people. So then to, like, come from this history of just complete, like, yeah. Anyway, so what? where was the positive messaging coming from? So like, there were, there were definitely, like, some, uh, like, like, some, like, there were, there've always been, there has always been like a subversive industry. Uh, we have had, like, media portrayals with very, like, queer uh, individuals involved. Like, um, I, I think a good example would be like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? Like, a kind of like, uh, I, it's a good example for several reasons. One, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but two, the way like people have used it as like a uh, as, uh, a way to connect and a way to like talk about weirdom and like uh, what what like that sort of identity means uh, a way you know and like. Uh, a way to like it, embrace that, celebrate that, um, you know, like the, the, it's kind of allowed opportunities for, um, you know, community to form like around that, like through like shows and sing-alongs and stuff like that. So like, uh, yeah, like movies like that. And, and, and I say that very broadly because like practical magic in some ways falls into this category too of like, uh, of a uh, very, um, queer focused message in a straight based movie um one of my favorite examples of this is in uh comic book stuff from the 80s and 90s um i think that we start to see like queer messages being told in those formats um i'm a huge fan of the x-men uh now originally the these uh characters were first introduced and years have talked about this as a way to talk about the civil rights issues at the time. Um, if you look at the these comics and the stories that were written in the 80s and 90s, they they mirror the queer uh life at the time, right? Like, for instance, that's when like uh X-Men introduced the virus storyline when there was a virus uh that was only affecting mutants and killing them. That was during the AIDS epidemic. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's you know, symbolic. Cat. Um, wait, the legacy it? virus? That's the one infecting cable. What's the yeah, one? That yeah. That yeah, thing? I'm talking about that. That is a, that is a queer analogy of, uh, of, of the, the AIDS virus. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you also look at that and you see like, let, like, let's look at Xavier school for the gift, right? Where young kids who are rejected by their families can come together and be supported in their unique and special gifts and like, you know, use that to like make the community a better place. Right. And then you have mutants who are like pro like other people. And then you have mutants who are kind of like anarchists, you know, like let's burn the whole thing down. Right. Like, I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah, you, you, you see that in like queer community as well. And I'm sure you see that in a lot of communities that feel like minorities or in our minorities. Um, but yeah, yeah. So like that's another, I think, good example of like queer messaging, queer stories being told in like mainstream formats that are, you know, like told in ways that are uh, analogous. Uh, another good example of this is the Matrix trilogy. That's all extreme. You know, like transgender message. Like the the writer that's, uh, yeah, the, the writer, the Wachowski sisters. Um, I can never remember which sister first, um, Lana or Lily. But anyway, um, the. So I'm just wondering, you, you said the original Matrix trilogy. Are you not including resurrections in this? <laughs> Queer I, analogy. I, I I'm I'm not. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I am because like uh, one of the Wachowskis did come back to work on it, but I know like that was like a, a train leaving the station with or without the uh, that could either show up and be a part of it or not. Which so, so it just makes me feel like they it, I I from my understanding at least they use their voice more first three to tell their story and the fourth one is for but like the studio is moving forward with this property so that we can make some cash and some CEOs can pay off some mortgages and uh <laughs> come and do it or not. We okay I have it's I feel like I could ask you a lot of questions about this because I'm just like curious about it as well and it's interesting to talk about. But I feel like while like while there's like still like negative messaging or we're talking about the weird history and media or stuff like that, it seems like the there are people still dying for being queer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it seems like whenever I like you and Georgia talk about that very like, like, you know, like in a, in the way that it, it requires weight. And I guess I feel like it's the same as when, um, uh, like, uh, someone's telling me about like their area and the mountains of like Appalachia being like underserved. And they have no internet and like there's floods. And then I'm like, oh yeah, so people are like, this is actually life or death. And then other people think that I'm like trying to get like 
I, I guess I'm wondering, do you feel like it's still like we can t- when we talk about all the light and airy things around like the subject of like gender identity and nothing's really light and airy. But lately, like in 2023, of course, it's like talkable about. Yeah. Do you feel like there's also like. I guess, how do you. What about the general state of things and. Like, I guess we can just talk about the U.S. because you're here right now. Yeah, It seems like we're coming up on an election year, and there seems to be, like, pretty serious things facing, like, your needs. And I guess mine, yeah. by all of us. Right. Um, it's a scary time for uh, a lot of different communities in America with, like, the rise of white nationalism. You know, like, We've kind of always known this has been a thing. We've kind of always known that people have felt this way, but like to see it so blatantly, uh, you know, and and in leaders as well, like like current political leaders are espousing like white nationalist ideologies. Like it's it's yeah, it's concerning. Um, as we come to an election, like personally, I'm terrified of that. I don't. Uh, I don't want to like see any of the like the uh, 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 debates that are going to be happening where people are going to argue about like how much they can like hate another people, right? Like when they when they have like a, a debate where they just rant about like how uh, you know uh, people who are members of the LGBTQ community need to like uh, be uh, uh, dealt with and how people who are members of you know, uh, Muslim communities need to be dealt with and, you know, like on and on, right. And like, it's going to be like really difficult to like, to, to be there for that. It's going to be hard, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think, I think while some things have gotten better, we definitely have a lot of work to still do like as, uh, as, as, as a people, as a nation, as a community, uh, however we want to put that. And like, I, I hope that everyone is like, doing uh something to like uh, be involved in some way that they're like comfortable with and, you know i guess with what you said and not being like okay let's say we're not fear-mongering or being alarmist and like we can yeah. take some deep breaths i'll take one now <laughs> yeah okay uh so sorry i freaked myself out sometimes and then Oh, it's good. I mean, it's a freaky thing, you know? Do you think um, this, the current, you're obviously, you think about yourself and you do your daily things. And like you said, you had a productive morning. But sure, then it, when when you think on the meta scale about where you live and where you've grown up and where this place is going, or even Earth in general, some people have this outlook that this is like uh like we're in the time of the singularity and ai is going to fix everything and technology is great and we're living longer than we have and then other people who are part of different groups of people or are having a distinctly different experience on earth than living in this golden age seem to have a different outlook so like if you were like gambling how do you see this playing out over the next few years, like just like a few year feeling. I think, I think we've, I don't know. I, my, something I fear a lot is like climate change and like 
packs that were built for that uh, as as states progress. But I mean, I think that's more of a like twenty, thirty, maybe maybe somewhere around there before it starts to to. Well, it already is. I shouldn't say that because it already is yeah. like in our lives now like, the weather it, is weird it's weird and the fact that we had several hundred heat related deaths in phoenix over the summer i mean that's that's just sad it really is sad that like the the the, the summer was so brutal that not everyone survived it and and like uh, to think of seasons as you know something like that that we'll have to deal with um but yeah anyway um uh the uh forgot where i was going with that um oh yeah so i that's something that i personally i as far as like in the next few years i do worry um about like the political climate and just like the way people are radicalizing um i've seen it in like personal friends and like close friends like seeing them kind of take perspectives that like i never thought about or never thought they would like i had a weird <laughs> And this weird realization earlier, uh, I was listening to, I was listening to the system of a down this past week, uh, randomly for the first time in a while. And I don't know if you've ever listened to, to, to them. I'm sure you have, uh, but like very political, right? Like extremely political messaging. And, uh, I, I was listening to it. It was, uh, a song about the prison system. And like, I had this memory of like listening to this and like, junior high with a friend of mine and uh he's he he like took a completely different path in life like he got extremely conservative i think at one point he may have even been like a member of a a legitimate member of a hate group you know and it's like how do you how do these people who who got some of the same like progressive messages i did like through these like bands and other like forms of media that were like showing us some like ways of thinking that weren't uh related you know correlated to hate groups things like that and still like you know be radicalized still be pulled into all of that so like this stuff is effective like the way uh uh these like like the way these camps are growing right the way like these uh conspiracy theory centric like political movements are like drawing people in it's really powerful it's working it's good and that's that's the scary part it's scary like how well it's working and how many people are like being drawn into that yeah i've even I've, yeah I've, I've seen it in, in, in a lot of people that that uh that it would be of concern right it's like kind of scary to this. so let's okay so then if we're Talking about our current government, I feel like now I just say, okay, so then let's to like come up with the next sentence. So I should just start saying blue, blue, blah, blah, just make up random sounds. Cause honestly, I kind of like the blue, blue, blah, blah. That's I'm like, like do, anyway. <laughs> uh, do you think the current government, let's say even the, the Democratic Party, let's say like the left, do you think that? The people in power and let's say Congress members and like, I won't say anything about Diane Feinstein, rest in peace. So just wanted everyone to know, not speaking, saying anything weird, but um, 
do you think they care about anything other than like the entire the system of like how it works like generational political families and wealth that's a really good i worry i worry that that's the case i do and like maybe that's me being cynical and and maybe i'm being pessimistic but like at the same time it's just really hard to have faith in in this system like especially like like realizing like america is not even that like america the united states of america that is is not even like that free of a nation currently like our rights are not that good uh or, or comparatively to like other uh uh uh, uh modern uh countries so uh, so when you say that i feel like i've said this to people and it's interesting you're apparently I was born here, raised elsewhere in Pakistan, so I'm I'm a little less American apparently. So, yeah. coming from you, what does what does what rights or what freedoms you can be vague if you need to? Sure. Sure. Do you feel that people don't have in America that we that because right now you even saying that automatically seems like that's not true because. This is the, you can do anything here. Obviously, we've seen it on Instagram. Everyone's doing whatever they want. So, so what yeah. do you, what don't we have here? I, I'm talking about like the way, like the way we have like the, the, uh, so like I'm not an expert on this stuff. So let me just start by saying that. So, so like I'm going to put things in all into Blake terms. All right. These, these are not like professional terms. These are Blake terms. These are different. Uh huh. So like, I also I can still hear you, but my dog is eating a a piece of wood. I'm gonna go get it, but you can keep talking. Can hear. <laughs> so like, um, I don't know if it, 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 it yeah. So this is based on my understanding uh, of like a few other uh, modern uh, democracies and uh, my interactions with some of those places, like actually travel, um. One of the things that's happening right now that's is like certain like rights are being um like with women's rights, for instance. Uh with Roe versus Wade being overturned, uh that was like a huge blow to like the advancement of women's rights in our country. Now this is something that like yeah, like pretty much every other modern Democrat has has codified into law we never did that the u.s never did it never made it happen um so so when democratic party talked about doing that uh codifying road versus weight into law so then it could not be uh, and it, but it never happened and it got removed. um so before we continue with that my Roe versus wade understanding is that it is the right of women to have abortions correct yeah, that's kind of the, uh, uh, yeah, that that's, that's I guess, the easiest summation matches up with my understanding as well. And, and I know that opened the door for uh, the, the, you know, like, for women to have more autonomy in their health care choices. Because, um, like, those those choices are often taken, or had been taken away from women before. So when... Like 
you were talking about the Democratic Party, and then let's say we bring in legislation, and then I say Roe versus Wade is a landmark 1973 U.S. Supreme Court decision. But it seems like from what you're describing, you you are describing like a totalitarian kind of regime that controls women's uteruses. I mean, like in some ways, like, like that would normal exactly to have like this much well i mean okay let's say the way it is now let's say it's normal ish with like stuff up in the air but let's say before let's go to the like early like the formation of the u.s till now it seems like there's been an odd amount of interference in women's body parts by Mm -hmm. men but there hasn't been a reverse, like there haven't been any vasectomy laws or any kind of like mandatory, right. like, oh, you have nine kids and you're 65, you we're cutting you off, like something like I'm just saying. It's, right. So and for me as a as an observer culturally, I'm wondering where do you think this like audacity to intervene inside other people's body comes from? Not even like Okay, you can't have piercings, you can't dye your hair, something like that. This is like internally, this is like, yeah, where does that come from? I, that is like a really good question. Like, like it's, almost, it, it's almost like America exists because like there was a group of assholes that were just too hot for Europe to handle. Like they were just too much. So it's like, you guys go over there, do your thing. You know, it's almost like that, like you know, the, the mentality that was. I think part of it is connected to the way our, like, uh, like Bill of Rights and stuff like that is, like, kind of, like, worded and implied. Like, the fact that the the Second Amendment is, like, gun-related, it's, like, our Second Amendment, it's a, it's a little interesting, right? This idea of, like, how dare you? Yeah, so and, and I'm gonna, like, I don't. I don't mean to say like, oh, like, I'm let's gonna spin. load my shotgun over here, like, <laughs> like right. But I'm in the kidding. U.S., it's like we have we have the right to like one of the rights that we have in the U.S. that not a lot of other countries have. Is we have the right to property, like we have the right to like stuff, and like a weird, like like a weird vague way, of like, and we have the right to, to protect that stuff, right? Like. Like you're you're entitled to your your uh, your space, hater. And if you like, if you're you know, if that space is being invaded, you could like use a gun to get somebody out of your space. Um, it was so much so that like there were other things written into the, the constant uh, or, or the Bill of Rights, the constitution that like are similar to that. Like like uh, soldiers couldn't like take your home from you, right? Uh, like, like in other words, like uh, soldiers put it like U.S. soldiers come to your apartment. Hey, we need to use your apartment. You need to bounce. Uh, that that's a thing that you cannot that that cannot happen. U.S. Like things like that, where it was about like my stuff or whatever, people's ability to harbor things, uh, people's ability to like get those things and not have that approach on. I think it's like kind of connects to that just this idea of like. You know, America is really like it, it, like like this mentality of like mind of what can I grab, can I kind of be great in our like like 
what's the best way to put it? It's like ingrained in our uh, like like rights as as, a, as citizens of this nation. I'm just, I I'm completely. I guess hearing you talk about it's just your. I'm also wondering since you mentioned it, the people who are too hot to handle were also. I guess I don't know when slavery ended in Europe. I but don't it, actually know that off the top of my head either. Yeah, don't let me. I'm gonna let's ask the AI monster if it knows. It, and again, this is all like you know, Blake terms, Blake spray. How how I understand this. I'm no uh, historian or expert at any of these topics. He, Yes. So I, we don't have to keep saying you're not an expert. You know, that's not a way. You don't. I've got to be pressure off, Hater. You know, I can't yeah. like. Imagine, imagine if during your stand up set, you're like, you know, I'm not a professional comedian. Relax, guys. Like, come on. You don't have to laugh so much. <laughs> Take the movie. Okay. So it says, uh, in. Britain, it was abolished in 1833, and France, 1794, again, and then again in 1848. So I guess way before America. Yeah. Uh, so I guess what I'm wondering is, wait, what? I guess I'm wondering, do you think that the um, The owning of slaves, okay, well, not way before America. 30 years isn't way before. It's pretty before, but it doesn't matter that much in this matter, I don't think. I said matter twice. Do you think that from owning people and from the way the attitude was leading up to the revolution, do you think that those people then, like the attitudes towards uh, um slaves and women were pretty similar and of course a woman was above a slave but then also in the same way like pretty similar i i do think you know that that it, I, I i do think yes and right like like yes some similarities but also i i don't think we could completely like with of these course, of course but, but as far as like, guess, these like like the idea like men being like financially responsible, like for the home, as far as making stuff, men being responsible for voting for the home, you know, like that was very common. I, I guess I was wondering, do you think that there, like, it makes sense that the people who were willing to own other people and enslave them were also putting in laws about guns and about like witchcraft and like other other weird things that basically seem to all be almost like no one who's alive today thinks like that because it's a level of interference and intimate interference that is like so much that I guess I'm just wondering like the politicians that are talking about Roe versus Wade like they all aren't women most of them don't have uteruses so it's a just a confusing thing to watch, like what is actually happening? Yeah. Like what, is it an ideological battle? I, I think some people would say it's ideological 
battle, but like, I, I don't, I, I just don't think that's accurate. I think, I think the, the, the sad thing is the only like real, uh, like, like repercussion of this is just, it negatively impacts a marginalized. I mean, that's it. That's all that's happened. We've just negatively impact the people who are most vulnerable and need this form of healthcare, right? Like we, we haven't. Like the people who morally thought they should do this have always had the right to choose not to do that. You know, like they that they they didn't have to get an abortion. You know what I mean? Um, like they could have just chosen to like give birth to their child. That's it. Um, it, it was just a way to, uh, yeah, it, it's just a way to like control, like, like the way, like, like I feel like the. In the U.S., the conservative uh, church, uh, and when I say conserv- conservative church, I mean like uh, evangelical churches or like churches that are like uh, kind of falling more into those camps versus like more modern or uh, uh, community-centric churches that are like more like say uh, 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 systems like that. Um, I feel like the, uh, the 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 Republican Party has used the church to like influence like certain dates. Uh, like, okay, wait. I have a question. Now that you're talking about this, you went into conspiracy land a little, a bit. little bit. Yeah. Because, but no, no, no. But I I like this because some conspiracies are literally just made up like i have made up a few in my life just by thinking too hard and they go away uh but in this case when you mention churches especially the you call we call them conservative churches i will call them traditionalists whatever any word anyone wants to use sure the only way that those types of thought forms can have like mass appeal today or any kind of say is finances because it seems like like those opinions on TikTok get nowhere. Those opinions on Instagram, of course, there's the few people, you know, who get famous from it, but there's so I guess are do you feel like the Republican lobbying power and this like maybe right wing, but there's also some churches on the left. So we'll just say that power in churches is from some kind of financial influence or consolidate? Like, how are they? Who cares? Still? I think it's multifactorial. I think financial is part of it. I think that there's also this idea, and this is one of the sad things about Christianity. Like, it allows people to have this, like, inflated sense of self. Think, like, I'm doing the right thing, bringing God's will into the world. Like, like for instance, like, uh, I think a good example of this, and this, this, is, this is just a fact, like the Zionist movement that helped to institute Israel as a nation today, uh, part of what helped to like push that from the American political front was American churches talking about the need for a physical thing, uh, uh, and so like a physical lo- uh, establishment, and like that helped to push like. Uh, Americans to be in public support of that, right? 
uh, there was uh, individuals who like, you know, talked about this idea of like uh, restoring this order or whatever. Like now uh, that, that, I, that I'm, whether that be like good or bad or whatever, that's not what I'm trying to point out, but I'm just trying to talk about that churches did, you know, speak about this and like it did impact like American view in fifties. You know, Great. Question. Are yes. you currently employed by any federal agencies? Is this a side? <laughs> I'm not. Because you, as soon as you started talking about it, I knew what you were going to say. And I was yeah. like, oh, are we, she's saying it? Is this it? Is it? Because I have so yeah. much anxiety talking about, I even saying Zionist. I can't even say the word. I'm scared. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I'm trying to use that as as just uh, from a theological perspective. Yeah. No, it was literally court. called at the time. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to use not, as, Yeah, as of course. News, but I'm just saying like just discussing a historical fact was yeah. loaded with so much tension in my mind True. that I realized that like we're living in a time where like the level of programming and disinformation is so high that even in my own mind i'm pre i'm already preparing for the resistance like uh no i i, I totally understand that because like uh i come from a, a a faith background that uh was a part of this so like in my mind uh there's always a piece of me that's like well of course like you know that's that's what uh, the book of revelation talks about or whatever but like you know that's just like my weird conservative programming um but like yeah you know like like seeing how the church has taught messages that have impacted the uh the the global scene you know that have had repercussions all over the world yeah it's okay i have let's get a little so now we've so these Let's say the Republicans have this like, or they're right, traditionally in America, whatever it is, whoever is the, this has this traditional, like, I won't even call it Christian because it's like some kind of extremist viewpoint about very varying things, some kind of profit, some kind of magical things. Like, it's not really Christianity as like someone who just reads a book would interpret what that book is saying. It's some other version of it, right? Where you said they believe they have to carry out God's will or some mm -hmm. kind. It's like, so I'm, so we've established that these churches now, they have a, like a multifaceted control system over mm -hmm. these politicians. But do you think the younger generation of politicians, because of the, and I'm not going to say because of the lack of that programming, because they're generational politicians who are for sure brought up with the same ideologies as their parents. You think the interference of technology and information and like the human ego is so much that that's going to like die out eventually? That old school thinking is just going to. I mean, like, it's definitely changing, you know, like, like I think if we look at like, like younger, like let's look at some younger like politicians. You know, how are they acting? What kind of messages are they talking about? The messages are like similar, but they're not the same. Like, uh, yeah, like I, uh, 
yeah um the the younger politicians are almost scarier the the old politicians are scary don't get me wrong but the younger politicians especially the younger conservative leading politicians are scary right like these individuals who are kind of espousing some like weird like hateful like theories like uh uh, uh the i can't i, I think it, maybe, maybe it was green um uh marjorie taylor green who who just had the thing about like space lasers starting fires in california right like just like silly like it's like the plot of like Austin Powers, you know, like what is, what is she even describing? And uh, it, it, I mean, like that's, that's its own kind of like, scary concern. Like I've almost wrapped my head around it. Like you almost can't even understand the origins of like someone's civilization so, like that. Since you said that now you're, I'm literally, it's like I'm on a, like a go-kart and I'm a two-year-old or something because I'm staring in such a weird direction. Since you said the issues that they are talking about or some, I'm paraphrasing, and we used some like, we said they, and let's say they meant Republicans and Democrats. A subject that recently seems to be bipartisan which is weird is the uap thing yeah so now my question so let's just go from a politics standpoint and let's not get into aliens or anything in the sky how are they able how is like matt gates and aoc and tim burchett how are these people suddenly friends about spaceships and they're on a in, uh, Senate Select Committee, and they're trying to get subpoenas, and they're writing the Inspector General. But then, when it comes to women's uteruses, these battle lines are drawn. It seems almost like they're unstable. Like it doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, that that's a really like good way of describing it. It's like almost unstable thinking. Yeah, I, at least it feels that way. You know, uh, from our perspective. Uh, yeah, I really do wonder. I feel like. I feel like part of it is uh, the concept of like, you know, uh, aliens or UFOs or or, or, uh, or whatever else we're talking about here, interdimensional beings. Those aren't loaded terms yet. I, I said yet, because like, maybe, maybe we will get there. Maybe there will be a divisive take eventually where have one group of politicians who says this or one group of politicians who says that, you know. Maybe, maybe because this thing is so fresh, like people can approach it with a clear mind together. But yeah, I think things like uh, uh, women's rights uh, to healthcare, like, uh, you know, community rights to like identity and things like that. I think those sorts of like things we have like kind of drawn some battle lines of the sand. We have kind of like, you know, made a big deal about it. And I think, I think it is our human tendency to like, die on skills you know like like yeah i, I like like I, I i don't know kind of a, a funny and like silly like uh example of this is like uh like i like 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 when you just hate a, a, a restaurant just because right like i hate arby's i will never go to arby's it doesn't matter if arby's like never did anything wrong to me in my life uh at this point i don't even remember why it is i won't, won't go there 
but like, I just have like this strong opinion of like, no, never, you know, it's just this like visceral reaction. Like, I don't know why we as humans are programmed to like think this way and behave this way, but we, do. you know, and it's like, it's, it's hard for us to like, let go of like stances whenever we you know, experience them. So like, we get a dopamine hit when someone agrees with us. Isn't that fucked? Yes, it is. Right? Like, like, I like just we agree get a with you. Thank, thank you for agreeing with me. Yeah. I feel like we're just, yeah, this is. Did right. I just agree with you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, we, we, yeah, like, our, our brains release the feel good chemicals when people agree with us. Like, it, it's weird to think about that. And, like, it, like, really, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it's just uh, a, a thing about people. Like, we, we love to find ourselves in community where we can find just like, yeah. So, if you had to say you were, um, like, what is your, you described a person with a firm stance. Mm-hmm. So the the point of all these recordings and stuff, obviously, is to get your musings on Practical Magic decades <laughs> later. But yes. also, also to hopefully chronicle your life for the time that I'm able to do this. And then, like, We'll we'll just know what was happening. So like right now, when you have all these nuanced and probably some unnuanced opinions about like something else that we didn't talk about and opinions about stuff and you're talking about things, what is going on in your personal journey that you're like, you can be as vague as you need to, but like, is this like a, I, I won't use the word transformative because that would just be weird here but is there like is there an adjective you're going through is this a particular phase because you generally seem kind of everything's fine all the time whenever i see you all all the time yeah sometimes you're in a bit of a hurry but that's it that's the most i've seen like it that's that feels accurate um no, I guess if I were to describe this side of my life, like it's a very like it's 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 kind of a uh, I'm uh, incisive time, I guess. I'm trying to I'm trying to use this time in my life to like go with like some artistic things uh, that I, I, I be involved with things that are to do uh, like stand up. Uh, I know we've talked about that before. Uh, like, yeah, I'm just, like, trying to, like, write more jokes right now and, like, get the chance to, like, be uh, on stage more and just work with crowds and, like, see, like, seeing what I can do with this, uh, with, with, yeah, with, with my, like, brand. So what is it, what does it feel like? Like, if you had to liken it to childhood feeling or even, like, are you, do you feel like you're, does it feel like you're trying to achieve something? Are you trying to get something out of you that's inside you and express it? Is there like... There is a little bit of the express expression part. Like I do want to like... I do really want to express like some things that like 
felt uh, uh, and experienced in my life uh, through my comedy. Um, but yeah, also there is this like, I don't know, like, like as I'm, uh, I'm, so I'm, I feel like I'm like starting to get to the tail end of my like second puberty or whatever. Like, like, uh, when, when someone starts HRT, uh, it's often referred to as a puberty. And it really is like a, 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 that, it is that big of a like life change. Oh, I'm like relearning how to like be in the world, you know? And so, uh, so yeah, so like I feel like I've, I've uh, you know, like it's been a, you know, a few years since I've, I've started that process. And so I feel like I'm kind of like nearing the end of that second puberty. Like, I guess maybe, maybe I'm not, I'm just being silly, but just realizing like, okay, I think I'm starting to really understand like who I am, how I relate to like uh, the people around me and how I like feel uh, in the world. It is like, a, it does feel like, you know, that's do you feel like kind of was the second puberty better than the first one oh my god no no so the <laughs> what nobody tells you about second puberty versus first is like it's all the awkwardness of first puberty but with all the awareness of being an adult so uh, like it's like it's like now i'm socially aware of just how weird i am whereas when i was in school right or whatever like we, no one knew we were all being weird, you know. Like no one knew that we were all like, we were all dumb. Like <laughs> that's um, that was really funny because I was expecting you to say it was way better, and then I realized <laughs> that it's no, that makes no sense. But I'm just... right. <laughs> um, I mean, it wasn't like awful or whatever, but like, but like it's just this whole other thing where you you know as a, as a young adult you're like trying to figure out like. Like, what does it mean to be myself? And, like, how does that affect, like, my friendships and, like, that exist for relationships? So, so, I guess if you had to say, like, the most, not the most, I'd twice super. Anyway, oh, but how do you, are you struggling with anything? Or is it more just like you're aware that you're working towards something? Because, like, say, like, the you have. One. Yeah. I, it, for me, it felt more like the same. It's just like, okay, yeah, this is a process of figuring out myself as I'm like uncovering that, like, you know, like, like, like trying to be social with people, like in 2018 when I first came out, like, it just felt really incredibly awkward, like going out to uh, uh, dinner with friends, right? It's like, all right, I, I'm trying this new outfit for the first time. And then like, you, you think you have like this really good idea of what this outfit looks like. And then, uh, it doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't just like a, a very, I guess like a very middle school experience, right. Where you're at middle school and you decide to like, try some new fashion. And so you like bleach the, the, the tips of your hair and then you like, look back at it and you're like, what was I thinking? That was so awful. I was so dumb. Uh, it's like that, but you're an adult. And so, so like yeah like learn like like just going through that process and being like okay you know this is this is more my style or speed or, or so i guess if you had to identify 
so you've come through so much and then so much is happening meaning like comedy and you're just thinking and you you went for lunch and life happens so it's like the present is happening and the past also occurred but i guess what i'm wondering is is there anything right now if like in your human struggle that isn't quite perfect that like causes you any type of like suffering whether it's like anxiety whether it's like if you don't whether it's like or or are those like types of emotions really not there anymore and it's a different set i I would say a different set of emotions i mean i uh like one thing i'm like kind of working through right now kind of you know it's like like i don't have a relationship with a, a lot of my members and so like as i'm kind of like uh i don't know like learning to mourn the relationship that i wish i have with them or whatever but also accepting that the relationship i do have with them is still something and still do the my best that or whatever i can still be the person i want to be that's period like i i see that like it, that is like its own challenge it's not like the anxiety i felt when i first transitioned but it is a different set of like how do i how do i exist like like yeah like how do i like move more reconcile things that uh i may wish were different but aren't right like you know I thought maybe I would have a different relationship with someone after, you know, some time passed. That has happened. So how do I, how do I like that? And the state you're talking about that you're at, obviously I've never been there. Like I've never gone through the journey, so I can't, the whole thing. But if someone else is like, wondering uh, like oh blake must be high like why is blake so happy like this is insane like what's going on yeah like what is like a step you because i ask everyone this and like i asked someone who was on the show who like i know is a very devout christian if she wanted to pray at the end of the episode because i know that she would do that but then, then I started thinking I should ask everyone if they want to pray. And I was like, some people might be offended. <laughs> so so I guess if you had to give someone what you've understood so far on your journey in like one like a like one chance. Like this is them, they finally somehow stumbled upon us talking and they've made it through the whole thing. So what what is what do you want to, what should they know? Should they know? Oh, and it could be anything. It kind of might just be what you feel like saying today. Sometimes people say the weirdest stuff, but I just mean. I think I, if you're stumbling on this for the first time and you out of nowhere, this clip like just popped uh, into your life somehow. Like I would say, I want you to know that, you know. Uh, yeah, I want you to know that like we have one chance, like this one opportunity uh, to to live our life and to be satisfied with it, to look back at it and say that we're either like content, happy, or we're not. 
And I would say move towards the happiness, like move towards the thing that you find brings like light, beauty, and joy, and all the things that you want to like give a shit about. And if life isn't bringing you that, then like it's bringing you the opposite. And that probably sucks. You know, it's probably not that fun. Um, <laughs> you know, like, and, and if this person now hears that, and then as you, we've talked about how people are, and they disagree and suddenly feel a resistance and get mad. And they're like, how can I move towards the happier thing? I'm blocked. I can't move towards it. Yeah. What would you say to that person if they said this to you in response? I would say that I've felt blocked before. Uh, I felt like it was impossible. But what I really found out is it wasn't, it wasn't like a, a truly impossible. It was a difficult thing. It felt like jumping out of an airplane with no parachute and like picking a landing spot and, and, and somehow sticking it. That's what it felt like. And now I'm not trying to say like, you know, anyway, I, I would say that we have the power to pursue happiness. Like we are all capable. We, we, we divinely uh, endowed with that power whenever context like that fits in your life, fits in your understanding. And then what if someone's further resistance to that? Because I'm starting to realize that that's what happens to me. Whenever someone tells me the right thing, this opposite dialogue pops up and I'm like, yes. it's like, actually, I don't know this much, uh, but what if the person doesn't, like, why are you saying that? They have power. Like when, where did you feel that? Where does it come from? How does someone who feels powerless, how can you generate the feeling? Where did, I think for me, I, I generated it with, like, there were a lot of different ways, but one way that really made it was, was through my, like actually like, like finding like the people, uh, who, people who made my life better and like, more uh beautiful just for having it, right uh, like when i was uh it uh, living in savannah georgia i the a support group that just absolutely incredible people like seeing them you know uh live live their uh lives like it breaks their happiness just really did a lot to be uh i i, I met this this one lady um uh, uh who was an older trans lady, her name was Mary. Uh, and I, I hope she's doing well now. I haven't spoken to her. But like, I absolutely adored this lady. Like she was older. She had transitioned later in life. And like, but there was something about like her life, just, just like absolute, like, like, like smile, like refusing to be uh, uh, like, like upset about like so many things that she could have been upset about. Just, uh, like seeing that person like choose that and to, to like really try to be the like you know the beautiful happy woman that she wanted to be her entire life like that made a big impact on me and so like surrounding myself with members of my community who were showing me uh, what it meant to be happy what it meant to choose things like joy life and things like that you know I, I think that's important for all of us but I think that's one of the ways that we can do that. I got hyped up. I got hyped. We should. I, 
Be last like question. Last bit of resistance. Yes. From the person who's stuck. What if they say they don't have a community and they're, maybe their home life or the community itself doesn't allow for reaching out in support group format or anything else? Is there something you did where you, when you didn't have the option to reach out? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, find artists and creators that you can go with, right? Find like, find maybe it's music, maybe it's a book, maybe it's poetry, maybe it's a visual artist, maybe it's, it's movie, TV, film, media, comic book. I don't know. Something, you know, find Find something in that. Maybe it's the Bible. I have no idea what it's for each individual. Like find something that you you see yourself in and that you get like, you know, see uh you know, like what you're experiencing and, and see like the outcome right. That's the best why does no one tell <laughs> I I do this, I've done this with Xander. Like he watches like <laughs> like sitcoms with good lessons, like family lessons and stuff. And he's like, oh, geez, that's like kind of a, I get it. Like, but if someone were to like be, it's just interesting that you've given such, a, like it's so powerful, but people don't realize like they're watching this on their phone and then <laughs> maybe they feel alone or they feel something else. And for, I'm saying in some configuration, we could be those people for someone. And in other yeah. configurations, it's just like, there is this weird aether, this kind of like cloud of people that are waiting for your brain to interact with. So even if you've never met them, it's like your brain still has met a version of them and had a one-way interaction. Yeah. So like, you can pretty much, pardon yeah. I was saying, no, that's like really fascinating. I, I like that. Yeah. And I just, when you said it, I immediately realized that even as a child myself or even a young adult, I would always, I didn't know why I was looking for a show. Like I didn't know what I was looking for. Then some intangible quality would be fulfilled and I'd be able to watch this thing and some other emotional part of me would be able to unravel through that. And I first I felt like unsophisticated saying that even I was like, this is dumb. Like, oh, you you want to copy the vampire slayer and figure it out your life like that. But, you know, it's like maybe I did a little bit. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, like. For for millennia, like humans have listened to stories and been like, oh yeah, that's like me, you know, like like that that's a common human experience to like hear a story and relate to it and think of like how that affects us. And so like I think I think modern day, like using using like the the stories that we have available to like see ourselves and to see ourselves reflected in a way that we find beneficial. I think that's just like you know, a wonderful thing to do. We should like, like, yeah, like uh, going back to like X. Like, I, I love like my uh, sleeve is like all like X Men characters because like I really relate to like some of these characters of like the experience they had. And so like seeing myself and like seeing my life mirrored in that way, it means a lot. But 
this isn't related to it's really x-men related i yeah. shouldn't have said it because you said it means a lot and then i'm i just wanted to talk to you about this because i feel like you'd understand you know the episode with the christmas episode with the morlocks and callisto yep yep yes and then or is that the same one where callisto dies also i think so yeah ace as the leader of the morlocks doesn't die I get, well, for some reason, like Artie and Leech and the whole Morlock thing, it truly disturbed me. And I think that that's because, weirdly, and this is like, so it feels bad to say, but in Pakistan, the obviously it has like developing nation poverty. So those people aren't, like there's just like a, it's a different style of living. So there are people who live differently. So maybe they've even eaten and maybe they aren't homeless. But a lot of their life is spent doing work on the street, selling whatever, asking for money. It could be anything. But it's like it's for some reason, I felt weird then seeing like a homeless person or someone who's like on the street and then seeing like the struggle of the Morlocks, right? Then when I moved to America, I realized the Morlocks were just homeless American people. I never like my brain didn't like I didn't know about shopping carts being pushed by people and like people living <laughs> in storm drains. I didn't know this was uh, like a so it was. And then, yeah, I don't know this random Morlocks disturbed me a lot. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> thank you for today of course of course thank you. Awesome. wait did you see me do this i did not did you do that i did that under the screen and then you did it oh and i was like this is as what? above go below uh, <laughs> that's so right. wild oh my god it was creepy it was creepy that's why i asked meditate uh meditation and sound bath tonight yes that is too. okay perfect it's been pretty, it's been pretty potent. I, whenever I say potent, I say weirdly because I, potent, 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 it's weird. Like, I'm not British, obviously. Potent, that's, I'll, anyway, I'll let you go. Enjoy your day. We'll do. Uh, I'm going to, first I'll end the call. And I have to say this because it's like become my tradition to awkwardly end it. So I'm pressing stop now.